Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. We're still continuing in our Stephen Haskell's Bible Handbook studies. They're building day by day. Today, we study our duty to God. We're getting through these sections before we begin the actual Bible study of doctrines or creeds or beliefs or pillars, whatever you want to call them. But this first duty to God and whatever we learn that is his word to us. Let's start with Job 23, verse 12. Actually, let's start with prayer. (laughs) Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that we can study your word, still have freedom in this country. We pray for your protection over your children. In your name, amen. All right. Job 23, verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Well, we will esteem God's word above food when our walk with him is right. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. If you research it, you'll find that the word shalt is an implied promise. So something before that would happen. And it was God's promise that we would love him with all our heart, soul, mind, might, and strength. I want to read you a little bit out of Testimonies, Volume 8. Page 139, beginning at the bottom paragraph, the living principle of brotherhood. God's law is fulfilled only as men love him with heart, mind, soul, and strength, and their neighbor as themselves. It is the manifestation of this love that brings glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to men. The Lord is glorified when the great end of his law is attained. I think there's more to that sentence than meets the eye. The Lord is glorified when the great end of his law is attained. It was said that Jesus was at the height of his glory when he was on the cross. And yet, well, there's, I can't study that right now. It is the work of the Holy Spirit from age to age to impart love to human hearts. For love is the living principle of brotherhood. Not one nook or corner of the soul is to be a hiding place for selfishness. God desires that heaven's plan shall be carried out and heaven's divine order and harmony prevail. In every family, in every church, in every institution, did this love leaven society, we should see the outworking of noble principles in Christian refinement and courtesy and in Christian charity toward the purchase of the blood of Christ. Spiritual transformation would be seen in all our families, in our institutions, in our churches. When this transformation takes place, these agencies will become instrumentalities by which God will impart heaven's light to the world, and thus, through divine discipline and training, fit men and women for the society of heaven. Jesus has gone to prepare mansions for those who are preparing themselves through his love and grace, for the abodes of bliss. 
In the family of God in heaven there will not be found one who is selfish. The peace and harmony of the heavenly courts will not be marred by the presence of one who is rough or unkind. He who in this world exalts self in the work given him to do will never see the kingdom of God unless he is changed in spirit, unless he becomes meek and lowly, revealing the simplicity of a little child. Don't let anybody confuse you by thinking that you can live any way you like here and still be in heaven because we have to develop a character. If all we were going to do was wait for God to just say the word and change us so that we could be in heaven, he could have done that a long time ago and we wouldn't have to be going through all of these trials that are character building, but that's all I want to say. I get back to the reading. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize for that. Okay. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Verse 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. And once again, we're studying our duty to God. And uh, as we go along, we'll find these little gems that we are to fear the Lord and serve him in truth with our heart, with all our heart, for consider all the great things he's done for us. Next, the book of Romans in the New Testament. Romans. Hmm. Chapter 12, verse 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So our duty to God is to be, um, well, not slothful, <laughs> not lazy, um, and fervent in spirit. That's another duty towards God. It'll build a picture in our mind. Serve him with the whole heart. And now 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That's another, there we are back to the duty, to glorify God in our body and spirit, because we're God's. We belong to God, I mean. Okay, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. 
I suppose mammon would represent self and everything self lusts for, right? Or just, is it just money? I'm not sure. Anyway, we can't serve two masters and we have to, we, our duty is to serve God. Then we have to let go of serving self, don't we? All right. I said I was not going to do much talking today. I'm just reading. I'm sorry. All righty. So we're going to go to Mark 8, 34. Mark 8. Chapter 8, verse 34. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Oh, huh, wrong chapter. No wonder it didn't make sense. Chapter 8, 34. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Because that's what he did. He took up his cross. And our duty is to become like him and to take up our cross daily. Whatever's crossing toward selfish nature, we'll just ask Jesus to help us and take it up. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Why does it come off so quick? Wait a minute. Did I actually read Matthew 8? I better check that. I think I, I almost think I did goofed. Ah, my fingers are so shiny. One would think I had sandpapered them or something. Okay, Matthew 8, 34. Oh, <laughs> hmm. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Well, that's sad. Oh, no, I was in the right one. It was Mark eight thirty four. Deny self and take up our cross daily. That was correct. I guess I'm not seeing right. Okay, back to Matthew 19, 21. Back on track. Matthew 19. At least I'm keeping you awake, aren't I, with my mistakes? Matthew 19, 21. Am I in the right place? Yep, okay. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect or complete immature... Go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Deny self and take up your cross daily. Give all for Christ. Now we're going to go to Revelation chapter 3. Hmm. Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And that means to throw up, vomit. So this is Jesus' message to the Laodiceans, the testimony of the true witness. And his testimony is, because they're neither cold nor hot, he's going to vomit them out of his mouth. And he gives them advice what to do so that he won't vomit them out, so that they can have a part with him. Full consecration is really required. We can't just be lukewarm. That's our duty. Another duty. All right, go with me to Exodus chapter 22. Exodus 22. Don't let this scare you. The underlying issue is that Jesus will, he will perform all of that, these things through us. All we have to do is give him our will. That's our work, is to give him our will. And then ask him, he will 
do all of this for us. Don't let us scare you. Exodus 22, verse 29. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. And now go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. We're almost done for the day. Already. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. Wow. This whole chapter, the title of it is The Reward of Heeding Wisdom. That looks like a good chapter. Proverbs chapter, oh, I cannot believe it. That was chapter two. Chapter two is great. I think that was a providential mistake, but let's read the right one. Proverbs chapter three. Let's check it. Verse 9. Okay. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Honor God with our substance. All right. I'm going to read a little bit from our testimonies, volume 4. Um, it's going to be on page 76, a little bit on 77. The blessing of God will rest upon those who have the cause of Christ at heart. The free will offerings of our brethren and sisters made in faith and love to the crucified Redeemer will bring back blessings to them, for God marks and remembers every act of liberality on the part of his saints. In preparing a house of worship, there must be a great exercise of faith and trust in God. In business transactions, those who venture nothing make but little advancement. Why not have faith also in an enterprise for God and invest in his cause? Some, when in poverty, are generous with their little, but as they acquire property, they become penurious. The reason they have so little faith is because they do not keep moving forward as they prosper and give to the cause of God, even at a sacrifice. In the Jewish system, it was required that beneficence should first be shown to the Lord. At the harvest and the vintage, the first fruits of the field, the corn, the wine, the oil, or to be consecrated as an offering to the Lord. The gleanings in the corners of the field were reserved for the poor. Our gracious Heavenly Father did not neglect the wants of the poor. The first fruits of the wool, when the sheep were shorn of the grain, when the wheat was threshed, were to be offered to the Lord, and it was commanded that the poor, the widows, the orphans, and strangers be invited to their feasts. At the close of every year, all were required to make solemn oaths whether or not they had done according to the command of God. This arrangement was made by the Lord to impress upon the people that in every matter he must be first. By this system of benevolence, they were to bear in mind that their gracious master was the true proprietor of their fields, their flocks, and their herds, that the God of heaven sent them sunshine and rain for their seed time and harvest, and that everything they possessed was of his creation. All was the Lord's, and he had made them stewards of his goods." That's pretty amazing. I'm going to have to consider my own situation and whether I'm giving appropriately. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's see, 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus are all together in the New Testament. The three T's. Okay. 
Colleges Division. Colossians. Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. Make sure I'm in the right place. 1 Thessalonians 2. Hmm. No, I want to be sure I'm reading the right thing. Is that... Almost looks kind of scary. Am I in the right place? Oh, oh good. I'm glad I looked because no, somehow I flipped over to Timothy. So I'm glad I didn't read that verse. Oh, it's scary. Okay. <laughs> Eeks. Thessalonians 2 verse 12. That you would walk worthy of God who hath called you into his kingdom and glory. We are to walk worthy of God. Now, 1 Corinthians 10 31. And this is the last reference. 1 Corinthians 10. I think I need a better light in here than what I have. Verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think that kind of sums it up. Our duty is to do everything we do to God's glory. And our blessings will be commensurate. All right, my brothers and sisters, may the Lord's word go out today and edify and bless many. And I pray in Jesus' name for these, those who are with me here today, Lord, that you would bless and guide them to understand the beauty of your plan. And we can even hardly guess the blessings that you will pour out on us when we come into line and freely give you our will. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, I'll see you in the morning. Have a wonderful day.